Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Undercovered Ops. We're back on the Player Profile Radio Network, and this we're going to jump right into it with the AFC North. We've got a big, big range of outcomes from this entire division, with all four teams having uh, at least one side of the ball being a top five unit in the league. Obviously, we saw the Bengals, who've been the basement of this division for a while, with the Browns. Jump up, go to the AFC Championship this last year. We got the Baltimore Ravens, crazy amount of injuries in the defensive backfield and the running backfield. Lamar Jackson takes a step up in the passing game, step back in the rushing. Eh, what's he going to do in 2022? Comfortably with the Pittsburgh Steelers, we lose Big Ben, but they bring in Najee, Pat Fryermuth. And then we get the Cleveland Browns, who have been the forefront of all the news lately, bringing in Amari Cooper, bringing in Deshaun Watson. Of course, what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson, we'll dig into all that stuff. But don't forget to go to playerprofiler.com and click Fantasy Draft Kit at the top of the screen. The world-famous draft kit is live right now. Team insights, player analysis, cheat sheets for every format, including underdog. Use that code UNDERWORLD. Auction, PPR, non-PPR, traditional, super flex, you name it, it's all there. There's literally written analysis for every single player, uh, videos for every single player, um, projections for every single player it's it's pretty it's pretty unreal but before we jump into the team by teams i just drafted this team last night and if you follow me on twitter at carpenter nfl go check it out i drafted an underdog team that was it started out almost entirely baltimore ravens the first six rounds this is what i came away with and again i drafted quite a few rosters on the puppy so i'm not gonna have all these teams looking the same that's not the goal. The goal is not for me to have all these teams have two, four, 10, two builds or two, four, whatever build you want to build. It's not optimal. I'm trying different things, right? I'm probably not going to win the damn thing. If I stick to the same type of builds, everybody else does the same theories. Everybody else does. So if I go after the entire AFC North in one, one situation where I think Joe Burrow continues to do what he did. And I think Lamar Jackson has a chance to be the MVP. I'm going to stack them both. If I think Chubb and Dobbins are going to get the carries, I'm going to stack them both. If I still like Chase and Higgins, I'm going to get them both. So this draft started out with Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Nick Chubb, J.K. Dobbins, Jamar Chase, and T. Higgins in the first six rounds, obviously not in order. It ended up drafting 10 out of 18 picks from the AFC North. I also ended up with David Bell from Cleveland, Devin Duvernay from Baltimore, Harrison Bryant from Cleveland, and Hayden Hurst from Cincinnati. So I went all in on the AFC North, actually had – um, 15 players from the AFC. But the big focus here is that all these teams, you hear a lot of this week 17 jargon, which is fine. Week 17, you know, if you have an optimal game, it can happen. But if you remember last year, I think it was Kansas City and Cincinnati, there was only one player that really did anything. It was Jamar Chase, who had over 200 yards and a couple touchdowns. 
and then Daryl Williams. So there's not always going to be these optimal strategies that you hear. And of course, the last two weeks has just been week 17, week 17. I don't really care about that. We, when I look at this AFC North, week 14 to week 17, Pitt and Baltimore played twice. Cleveland, Cincinnati, Buffalo, Cincinnati, Cincinnati, Tampa, Atlanta at Baltimore, Baltimore, Cleveland. I'm going to see Dobbins and Chubb run a lot. I'm going to see Lamar Jackson have to score points on the ground or in the air. I'm going to see Cincinnati at Tampa in week 15. I'm going to see Cincinnati against Buffalo week 17. I'm going to hope it's not going to be snowing week 17, obviously. And, and you're going to get, you know, potentially if Deshaun Watson only gets a partial partial suspension, you're going to get Deshaun Watson against Joe Burrow week 14. You're going to get points scored, and you're going to get the rushing upside in that Baltimore-Cincinnati game where I have, of course, Lamar Jackson and J.K. Dobbins. So there's more strategies that you can go with. I like the 14-15-16 strategy. Um, Brees Hall's obviously there. He's got a wonderful week 14-15-16 schedule. We talked about that with Zachary Kruger on the Early Risers best ball show on Monday nights. But anyway, I just want to talk about that week 17 bullshit for a quick minute. But anyway, on to the next. We'll start out with the team breakdowns this week. Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow had 520 attempts in 2021 in 16 games. He had 404 in 10 games in 2020. This past season, from the receiver standpoint, Jamar Chase had 536 routes, 128 targets. He had a 36% win rate. T. Higgins had a 39% win rate. Tyler Boyd, 38.4% win rate with 94 targets. Now, T. Higgins at 110 targets. The thing with Cincinnati is they have 72 vacated targets, and 64 of those 72 come from C.J. Uzama. Now, after the big three guys, Higgins, Chase, and Boyd, you're wondering who's the guy because Auden Tate's gone. But Auden Tate only had four targets last year. But who is the guy, right? Right now it looks like it's Stanley Morgan. It looks like it's Mike Thomas, not the Michael Thomas, but Mike Thomas. Mike Thomas had 11 targets on 59 routes last year. He actually looked pretty good, and he led this team in win rate on playerprofiler.com, 41%. Again, he only ran 59 routes, so it's kind of tough there. It is what it is. Stanley Morgan, 38 routes, four targets with a 26% win rate, worse than Michael Thomas. Stanley Morgan, of course, from Nebraska, been there a few years. The interesting mark for me, though, is Hayden Hurst coming in to play tight end for C.J. Uzama. Hayden Hurst. Uh, he, he's going to get forced the ball in Cincinnati. We saw it from Uzama at age 29. Hurst is just about to turn 29. In 2020, Hayden Hurst was tight end 15 on a points-per-game basis. He had 56 for 571 and six touchdowns for the Atlanta Falcons. 2021, uh, had an ankle injury, had some nagging stuff, kick him out for the rest of the year. 26 receptions, 221, three touchdowns, tight end 30 on a points-per-game basis. But C.G. Uzama in this role in Cincinnati, again, Auden Tate was there, Morgan, Mike Thomas, 49 receptions, 493 yards, five touchdowns for C.G. Uzama. Hayden Hurst is going to come in. Hayden Hurst better than C.G. Uzama. We're pretty pretty confident in that. So Hayden Hurst, bring that athleticism, that 80th, 90th percentile athleticism into Cincinnati, take over for C.G. Uzama, and you can expect him to be up in that tight end 12 to tight end 14 range where he was in Atlanta with Matt Ryan, 56, 571, and 6. Like I said, 15 on average for points per game in 2020. He should jump right back up into that range right now. And right now, on underdog, Hurst is currently going 181 overall, which is round 16 pick one, tight end 23 overall. He's still a value at tight end 23, like I just said, when he brings tight end 10 to 14, 8 to 14 range. That, that's like a comfortable spot for him. That upside is probably a tight end 8 spot. 
where he's probably going to fall is that 10 to 14 range with a floor of the 23, 24. You're drafting at his floor right now. He's jumped 30 spots since the NFL draft and should continue to backdoor stack Joe Burrow with Hayden Hurst. Uh, I kind of explained that a minute ago in my, my draft ahead here with the AFC North, but speedball quarterback, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Justin Jefferson, 88 receptions, 125 targets, 1,400 yards. Entering 2021, the big question was, can Jamar Chase do anything close to what Justin Jefferson did? Obviously, like I said, 1,400 yards, seven touchdowns. We saw Chase come in, 1,455 and 13 touchdowns in 17 games. The new question is now, you might as well ask it, can he take that next step, right? We're like, well, Chase is better than Jefferson in college. That's what everyone said, and then Jefferson did what he did, and everyone was like, wow, is Chase really going to do this? He did the damn thing, scored 13 touchdowns where Justin Jefferson only had seven. Then in year two, Jefferson takes that next step up, a 40-target, 20-reception increase, 216-yard increase, three-touchdown increase. Does Jamar Chase do that? Does he jump up 20 receptions, 40 targets? Does he jump up from 1455 to 1,715 touchdowns? Like, Justin Jefferson has the most receiving yards over 3,000, 3,016 to be exact, before the age of 23. That's currently first all time. Chase is currently 23rd on this list, but he has the entirety of the 2022 season to play before he turns 23. Randy Moss is second with 27, 26. So Jamar Chase needs about 1,300 yards, a little under, to pass Moss. He needs about 1,600, 1,550 to catch Jefferson for number one all time. All time. Let's pause just a minute and thank Prediction Strike. Prediction Strike is the sponsor of Undercovered Ops. Couldn't do it without them. Promo code UNDERWORLD for a free player share with a deposit up to $20. If there's one show that Prediction Strike was made for, it was Undercovered Ops. We've talked about this before. We're here to till the dirt. Find someone that you can sprinkle some cash on. Nicole Hardman week two. Cole Komet last week. And this week, it's Rashad Bateman. We're about to talk about the Baltimore Ravens. He's currently $3.77 on the prediction strike. Before Lamar Jackson got hurt last year, Bateman was at $4.76, closing in on five. Remember, the top guys at wide receiver, Cooper Cup, and guys like that are at the $14, $15 range. You can expect Bateman to take that next step up this year. Uh, Very excited to see that happen. And we'll talk about Bateman and Jackson here in just a second. Let's talk about the Baltimore Ravens as well. 382 pass attempts in 2021 in 12 games. In 2020, 376 pass attempts in 15 games. So Lamar Jackson had six more pass attempts in three less games in 2021. Bateman had a 41% win rate, 332 routes and just 67 targets. Devin DuVernay is currently the wide receiver two on this team with 47 targets with a 31% win rate. James Prochet slots in as that number three guy from SMU. James Prochet, 135 routes and 20 targets in 2021 as a rookie. Talon Wallace, 47 routes, six targets, 29% win rate from Oklahoma State. James Prochet with that 40% win rate is just a notch behind Rashad Bateman at 41%. We think Rashad Bateman is going to continue to be that number one guy in this offense from the wide receiver position. Look for Baltimore to use multiple tight end sets often, early and often. Mark Andrews, 514 routes last year, 154 targets, obviously tight end number one. Josh Oliver's there, 65 routes, 15 targets last season. Nick Boyle had an injury. He had 20 routes, two targets. Isaiah Likely they drafted. Charlie Kohler they drafted. Eric Tomlinson's back, 53 routes, two targets. They're going to continue to roll out two and sometimes three and maybe even four tight ends on any given play. They do this early and often because it benefits the run, benefits the blocking. Stash Charlie Kohler, stash Charlie Kohler, 
stash Charlie Kohler, stash Charlie Kohler. We've been saying this on the future cast, 6'7", 252 pounds, 88th percentile speed score, 81st percentile agility score with a 94th percentile catch radius, best comparable to Austin, Safarian Jenkins. Charlie Kohler had a 28.5% college dominator at Iowa State where he had almost 700 yards on 81 targets as a sophomore, bounced back 96 targets, 756 yards as a senior. Charlie Kohler's a guy. Charlie Kohler is going to come in, he's going to learn a year, and he's going to be the next Mark Andrews in this long list at Baltimore. Yes, that might be a hot take to say he's the next Mark Andrews, but he's going to fit right in behind him. Isaiah Likely, forget about it. Forget about it. You don't don't want any part of that Isaiah Likely 4.884 yard dash situation. They kitted targets in Baltimore. Hollywood Brown's obviously gone, 146 targets. Sammy Watkins, 49. And Devonta Freeman on the backfield had 42. They kitted carries, 252. Freeman, 133, Murray, 119. So vacated opportunities in Baltimore. There's over 500, 506 to be exact. We're talking about a team that has Devin DuVernay as wide receiver two, James Prochet as wide receiver three, Charlie Kohler, tight end two, Josh Oliver in that tight end two area, that discussion as well. And then Dobbins coming back from injury, Gus Edwards coming back from injury, and Michael Davis, 138 carries last year, 58 targets on the Atlanta Falcons. Is he going to come over? Remember 2020, Dobbins had 134 carries, 800 yards. Gus Edwards, 144, 700 yards. The comparison to what they're going to do in this backfield is, I I don't think it's going to be a Dobbins push. They're not going to push him to 200, especially coming off injury. You saw in 2020, 115 carries for Lamar, 144 for Gus, 134 for JK. Last year, 133, 133 for Lamar, and 119. They're probably going to split the stuff up the same way. It's probably going to be that same 130 area for Lamar. You're probably going to see 150 for Dobbins. And then I would say Gus and Mike probably split split something after that. Maybe it's 110 to 110 or 80 to 80, somewhere in that range, whatever it may be. One of my favorite bets right now on Caesar Sportsbook, over to caesarsportsbook.com today. Use the promo code UNDERWORLD15, UNDERWORLD15. Get you a first bet insurance up to $1,500. Yes, $1,500 on the first bet. So you can bet $1,500, and if you lose, it comes right back into your account. The Ravens, over nine and a half wins in 2022 is minus 130, and the Ravens to win the AFC North is plus 190. They're tied for first to win the AFC North. As odds go, it's plus 190. The only other guy, the only other team favored but in plus money is the LA Rams. They're at plus 130 to win the NFC West. I think that's also a smash, obviously, the defending Super Bowl champs. They're just as strong as they were last year, if not stronger, with Cam Akers there, Allen Robinson, healthy receiver to start the season. Smash both the overs, AFC North Ravens, NFC West Rams, Ravens over nine and a half wins as well. What changed for Lamar Jackson in 2021, you might ask? The pass attempts, again, 376 in 15 games in 2020, 382 in 12 games, three less games. 64.4% stayed the same for each year as far as accuracy goes, but the accuracy rating went from 7.1, which was 28th in the NFL, to 7.7, which was 14th. Increase. Deep balls per game, 3.1 to 4.5. Increase. Yards per attempt, 7.3, which was 17th in the NFL, to 7.5, which was 8th in the NFL. He's going to continue to push the ball downfield. You might say, Hollywood Brown's gone, though, man. What are you talking about? Hollywood Brown's gone. They're not going to push the ball down the field. They, they, don't, they don't got anybody to throw to. Rashad Bateman's going to work across the middle. He's going to be the Keenan Allen type. My answer to that is Devin Duvernay. Third round pick, 24 years old, 5'11, 200 pounds, 4'3940 yard dash, 
What am I missing? Devin DuVernay is going to have that connection with Lamar. There's a reason they haven't brought anybody in yet. You've heard the Odell Beckham talk. You've heard the Antonio Brown talk. They haven't done it. If they do do it, it's going to be during camp. Devin DuVernay is the young guy with the fresh legs. Again, Devin DuVernay is going to be the stretch guy for Baltimore. You're going to see it happen early and often. Go do it. Also, one thing I want to say is PR Breaker. PR Breaker is one of my favorite sponsors. Go to PRBreaker.com. Use that promo code Cody. They just re-upped. It's been a long, long ride through the pandemic for PRBreaker.com. Pre-workout, post-workout, intra-workout. My favorite intra-workout is the fruit punch. My favorite post-workout is the vanilla cake batter. My favorite pre-workout is cotton candy, materia. They just re-upped grape candy. Grape candy is my second favorite. And the Ravens, I'm gonna. this is a weird thing, but like obviously I have the fantasy community, I have the powerlifting community. And when I combine them, Baltimore always reminds me of the grape. Obviously the purple color, obviously the Vikings, whatever. But grape candy, go over to prbreaker.com. Use that promo code Cody. Get yourself some grape candy materia. They also have blue raspberry if you prefer that. They have green apple if you prefer that. Um, but I prefer the grape candy and the cotton candy. So go get yourself some grape candy PR breaker today and go do it quick. Let's talk about the Cleveland Browns quickly as uh, Deshaun Watson. We don't know if he's going to play or not. 544 attempts in 2020 for him. Baker Mayfield had 418 last year in 14 games. Jacoby Brissett had 225 in 11 games last year as well. Who's going to be the quarterback? They just sent home Baker from minicamp. They said, you're excused. You don't have to be here. So is there a trade coming? Looks like it's going to be Brissett behind Watson. But what happens if Watson gets suspended in the next two weeks? It could be Brissett being the guy. They could make a move, potentially trading Baker somewhere else. You never know. At the receiver position, Mari Cooper is that X. Again, he's the alpha receiver in Cleveland for what it stands. 103 targets on 456 routes with a 37.7% win rate. Donovan Peoples-Jones seems to be the value right now in Cleveland that you need to be attacking. He has the alpha tendencies, the downfield alpha tendencies that we saw from an Odell Beckham in comparison to the Cooper. 26.8% win rate, 58 targets on 376 routes. Then you have a couple rookies in here. David Bell comes in from Purdue. David Bell, I mean, 29 games, 2,946 yards, 21 touchdowns. 24 of his 29 career games, he had over five receptions at Purdue. That just screams to me, hey, I'm here, and I'm going to be Jarvis Landry 2.0. So take it for what it is. David Bell is going to be Jarvis Landry 2.0. Donovan Peoples-Jones. Number four in the NFL last year at ADOT, average dark, average distance of target, 14.7. Number five in contested catch rate, 63.6%. The question you can have is, if he's number five in the contested catch rate, 63.6%, but his win rate is just 26%, which is, is bottom in the NFL, what's the deal? That's telling you he's not separating. And for a guy that runs a 4-4 and that's big, 6'2", 215 pounds, he's not separating in the route. His win rate's 27%. His contested catch rate's 63%. So he's doing good catching the ball in contested situations, but it's because he's always in contested situations because he's not winning the route underneath. He's a stretch guy. He's built for the downfield stuff. So he needs Watson to be the quarterback. With Baker at quarterback, with Brissett at quarterback, guys that are going to keep it underneath, it's not going to help Donovan Peoples-Jones. You need Deshaun Watson there to unlock the Donovan Peoples-Jones aspect. The same thing we want out of an Anthony Schwartz, but he has a 43.6% win rate. Schwartz can win in multiple facets. That's where you need to target that situation. Peoples-Jones is more capable to Will Fuller 
than is Schwartz to be a guy that can move around and do more things and win in different spaces. I know Schwartz is the real speed guy in this offense, world track, world class track, four three speed. But as far as win rate goes, and winning when the ball is not targeted towards you, Schwartz is your guy. Number seven in target quality rating. This combines catchable targets with the average target distance uh, and premium. They put the premium on like the deep targets, the catchable targets, and it discounts shorter, uncatchable passes. Number seven for Donovan Peoples-Jones. So that jumps right back into that. Better for the stretch. He needs Deshaun Watson to throw those Will Fuller go balls. That's how you're going to get Deshaun. That's how you're going to get Donovan Peoples-Jones to take the next step. If Deshaun Watson's up for the season, do not buy Donovan Peoples-Jones in any best ball, redraft, anything. There's 233 vacated targets in this offense, and we haven't yet to talk about tight end. David Njoku, 53 targets in 2021. Harrison Bryant, 28. And Austin Hooper, 61. Austin Hooper's gone. That's 142 targets displaced to the tight end position. 233 total vacated targets with Landry taking 87, Rashard Higgins having 47, OBJ having 34. How are they going to split them up this year? You're thinking it's going to be David Njoku. Njoku's the guy. Go buy him. 100 targets. Bang, bang, bang. You're forgetting about Harrison Bryant, though. Harrison Bryant did have 28 last year. He had 38 in 2021 above David Njoku. So if you go back to Stefanski, as long as he's been the offensive coordinator or head coach, 2019 with the Minnesota Vikings, 105 targets displaced to the tight end position. Kyle Rudolph, 48. Irv Smith, 47. So there's a split there with the top two guys. And then Tyler Conklin with 10. Now, 2020 with Cleveland Browns, 137 to tight ends, which is 30 more than the year before. Austin Hooper, 70. Harrison Bryant, 38. David Njoku, 29. Last year, 142, so even more usage of the tight ends. I've talked about this many times before. The usage that Stefanski has for tight ends, he loves using multiple tight end sets. We've known this for years now with the Vikings. We've always loved Irv Smith, but Rudolph was always there. Conklin's always there. Multiple tight ends is what Cleveland runs. Austin Hooper had 61 last year and Joku 53. Bryant 28. Look for Bryant to take that next step up this year as well. And Joku might jump from 53 to 80. But don't be surprised when Harrison Bryant jumps from 28 to 60 in the target range for the Cleveland Browns, especially if Deshaun Watson's not your quarterback on day one. Harrison Bryant's going to get a lot more usage than a lot of people expect if they're running out Jacoby Brissett or Baker Mayfield or anybody. doesn't matter. It's going to get a lot more usage depending if it's Watson or Baker and Brissett. I don't love Cleveland. I love the running situation. I'm still hitting that Nick Chubb button. I think Kareem Hunt. A lot of people have talked about him being a trade candidate. I'm not quite sure on the same page as that. But Nick Chubb, 228 carries, 25 targets last year. Look for him to stay healthy throughout the season. It's his time to shine. Dearness Johnson's 100 carries and 25 targets should decrease quite a bit and go back to Nick Chubb. Look for him to hit that 250 mark. Carries department, 30 targets. That's that's good for Nick Chubb. Pittsburgh Steelers. Finishing out here with the Pittsburgh Steelers. The best team pretty much pretty much ever at drafting receivers over the last 20 years. There's only one team that you could argue is better, but there's no team that has more players that have had a thousand yard season since 2000 that they've drafted. They personally drafted 1000 yard seasons by wide receivers that the team has drafted since 2000. The Arizona Cardinals have had 20 such seasons, but only five players do it. The Pittsburgh Steelers have had 19 such seasons but they've had six players do it since 2010. These are the receivers they've drafted in the rounds round two and three are the magic spots. And this year they're to George Pickens in round two 
Kelvin Austin round four. They haven't drafted a receiver in round four since Martavis Bryant 2014. 2010, Emmanuel Sanders, round three. Marcus, Marcus Wheaton, round three. AB in round six in 2010 as well. Wheaton in 2013. Dre Archer, round three, the speedster, comparable to a, you know, if you want to compare that 2014 draft to this one, Calvin Austin would be the Dre Archer. Martavis Bryant would be the George Pickens. That's like worst case scenario for these two guys. Calvin Austin's a much more refined receiver, better separator. George Pickens, more of an alpha receiver, less of a stretch guy like a Donovan Peoples-Jones, like a Martavis Bryant. Sammy Coates, round three, 2015. Juju, round two, 2017. James Washington, round two, 2018. Now in the Dallas Cowboys. Deontay Johnson, the wide receiver one, round three, 2019. Chase Claypool, round two of 2020. He might be getting replaced by George Pickens. He might be the next guy out the door, just like James Washington. 2020, they didn't draft anybody. And then obviously Pickens in round two, Calvin Austin round four this season. Look at the attempts in Pittsburgh. Mitchell Trubisky in 2019, he had 516 in 15 games. So he can push that 550, 560 range in 17 games. Kenny Pickett had 497 in 13 games in college last year. So he can push that 550 range. Big Ben had 605 in 16 games last year. So this offense is likely to want to push the ball 550 times. I don't see them pushing 600 again with Ben. Obviously, they just said, hey, we have Ben. Ben can make throws. Not the best, but he can do it because he's he's competent. Is Trubisky and Pickett confident? Expect this team to take a, a little pullback from the from the target standpoint. They do have 163 vacated targets. Ray Ray McLeod at 63, Juju 28, James Washington 44. But again, when you talk about vacated targets, 163, 63 of those might just disappear. They might not just they might just throw the ball 550 times this year instead of over 600 again. Deontay Johnson, 594 routes, 169 targets with a 41% win rate. Chase Claypool, 105 targets with a 36% win rate. George Pickens and Calvin Austin, the fresh new faces. And then Gunnar Olszewski as the wide receiver five right now, uh, ahead of Anthony Miller. Olszewski had 34% win rate on 27 routes for the New England Patriots in 2021. Anthony Miller did stick on this offense uh, throughout the, the latter half of the 2021 season. 56 routes, 12 targets with a 12% win rate. And then Steven Sims is really deep on this depth chart right now. The running back position, obviously, Najee. He's now 244 pounds, which is uh, news for about, what, two days until we found out that he was actually 242 pounds about a year ago. So just uh, the classic, you know, media guys not doing their job, asking the questions. Instead, they just make a big deal out of something that really doesn't matter. Hey, my name's Najee Harris. Hey, man, um, you know, you're 244 pounds. You're heavier than Jerome Bettis. Um, actually, I was 242 last year. So I haven't been under... 235 or what is the number 230 he said i haven't been under that since the notre dame game two two or three seasons ago so Najee here's 244 pounds right now he's going to be just fine he's not going to play at 244 pounds that's people that's the part that people miss so in pittsburgh who am i targeting i'm targeting deontay johnson 169 targets 594 routes you have to be in on him a little bit as being the main vocal point of this offense i think pickens and claypool are going to eat at each other they're both going to be on the field Kelvin Austin should work underneath. It should be Kelvin Olszewski. That's kind of the, the guys that are going to be in that in the wide receiver four position. Deontay Johnson should never come off the field, to be honest with you. And Najee Harris as well. 307 carries last year with 94 targets. And they're talking about maybe they're going to pull him off the field a little bit more last year, a little bit more than they did last year. But I still see him cresting 300 carries and still see him cresting 80 targets. So you can still confidently draft Najee Harris in round one of all of your best ball drafts and all of your season-long drafts. I love Najee Harris in 2022. 
If you appreciate this show, go over to patreon.com forward slash Carpenter NFL. Tiger Ball returns this Sunday, and I'll be dropping my favorite offseason futures early next week. Also, we'll be live tomorrow, 9 a.m. Eastern, with the Future Cast. We're going to be breaking down the way too early top 25 college football ranking.